You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech fan number 138, Mavericks comes out, and I am not happy. Seriously, listen to this episode. I'm ticked off. Tech fan number 138. And yes, I'm back this week. Uh, David did a solo show two weeks ago. I was supposed to do a solo show last week. Yeah, but I didn't. You know you know what it was, David, honestly? You're a bad podcaster. Yeah. I didn't want to do a tech show. No? No. I wanted to do a show that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I just keep doing the tech stuff. I told you, a show about strippers just isn't going to fly. I know, it's audio. <laughs> no, I've always wanted to do a Tim, uh, basically a show where I rant and rave about anything. Yeah. And the show is basically, this is what I'm mad about, because I can yeah. complain about anything. So you basically want to do Peter Griffin, that's what grinds my gears. Yeah, kind of, but I wanted, you know, the, the listener participation right you got a question about anything i've got your answer and i would answer their questions give them the answer they're looking for whether it's the right one or the wrong one i don't care but i would give them the answer and that would be the show so it's like dear abby with attitude Mm -hmm. yeah i like it yeah that's what i was going to do but i didn't okay it would be inappropriate on tech fan but speaking about being able to complain about anything (laughs) <laughs> that's what the internet was designed for after yeah, all i'm a little i'm a little uh i'm a little ticked off right now david i got what's i gotta be honest bugging you? What's, tell tell me all about it mavericks man yeah freaking mavericks i'm ticked off so i put it on both my machines like an idiot right. Yeah, like I like I've like I've what got what could possibly go wrong? Like I've got naive stapled across my head. Oh, it's an update. I've hey, really still the update straight one. away, and it's free, George. It's free. So I, I of course I downloaded it. Yeah, and I installed it. What a piece of crap! <sighs> I I just heard lightning in California. <laughs> I'm so ticked off. This was so not ready to go live. So what? What's what's the particular problem? Because I haven't. I I've got to admit I haven't had time to install on anything yet. So I, I'll just I'll just start at the most basics. Okay. Opening a freaking window. Just yeah. opening a window. Now remember, I put an SSD in my iMac. I wanted it to speed up, and it was blazingly fast under yeah. us. The last OS. Mountain Lion. Mountain Lion. Blazingly fast under the last OS. No problems. Stable, fast. Oh, it was awesome. Opening up just a finder window. Takes three times as long. Three times. The so hell is, is it, it doing? Is it is it is there an animation playing? No. Or does no. it just No just opening a window? Takes three times as long to open the window. And we're talking, you know, fractions of a second here, but it's noticeable. 
And then for the icons to actually pop up longer. So you get the generic icons for a second and then the regular ones pop up. See, that's not good. Launching an app, almost every app takes twice as long. On my laptop with a conventional SSD. And this isn't the first launch of an app. This is like, you know, I've launched, I use CyberDuck as uh-huh. my uh, FTP client. Literally, now it takes 20 bounces in the dock before it's ready. On the laptop with a conventional SSD, which I'm recording the podcast on. Yeah. 20 bounces. With a conventional hard drive, you mean? Yes. Yeah, right. Before, it took three bounces. Bounce, 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 the client is up and running. Under Mavericks, bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce, 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 bounce. 20 times. And you've not added any new hardware to that machine. I haven't done a damn thing. It was rock solid and fast. I put Mavericks in it. It's slow, buggy, and a piece of crap. And did you do an upgrade? Yeah. Or did you do... No, I did an upgrade. So it was like ninety-five percent of the rest. Well, of the yeah, I mean, that's, let's face. I mean, that, I'm just trying to defend it by saying no, no, you, I'm should just have, saying. you should have wiped it because let's face it, people won't and people shouldn't have to start from scratch with every new. Dude, OS. Uh, you know, anybody that's listened to this show or any of the podcasts I've been on in the last almost ten years now, they, I'm a Mac guy. Yeah, this is the worst OS Apple's ever released. Initially. Now, I'm not saying that's going to stay like this. I'm sure they're going to have some bug fixes because this isn't the only thing that's wrong with Mavericks. There's some literally deal-breaking problems that make it useless to some people. Well, another example, Gmail. Sure. Yeah, I heard about this. Freaking Gmail. Are you kidding me? Now, let's, let's be clear. Gmail is by far and away the most used email out there as of june 2012 they had 425 million active users all of number second place microsoft's hotmail with 360 million and that was over a year ago both my primary home account and also my my mac account i run through gmail right so this is when i heard about this this was a very definite interest to me but you got to remember it's not just blah 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 at gmail.com a lot of businesses wanted to get off of Exchange. Yeah. There's some good things about Exchange, but I think that the negatives far outweigh the positives when it comes to Exchange. A lot of companies went to the Gmail Pro services, Google Pro services, and you pay for your own email accounts. So it's it could be at MyMac.com, but it's actually Gmail. You just don't see the Gmail.com part. Yeah. Right? Same problems. Uh, now, some of the problems the, are these, it, it yeah, wasn't these. showing up. Number one, here's the first problem. It took forever for mail to, to start working in again. And I thought, okay, it's just kind of like re-indexing stuff. That's cool. That's fine. I can wait the first <laughs> launch for a half hour until it's it doing whatever yeah, it does. It wasn't doing that. It was actually downloading all of your mail again. No, it didn't. <laughs> it did that with some people, but oh, it didn't do that. Yeah. I'd still be waiting if it was downloading my mail again. Right. No, it wasn't that. Right. It was communication. It was just talking to the Gmail servers going, oh, well, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. Okay. How's the weather? It's kind of crappy. It back and forth, doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So finally it starts trickling in, and finally, boom, half hour later, it's working again. Well, that's kind of weird. I'm looking at my at maxspecialist.com email address, and according to my iMac, 
No, there's no new no new email. Pretty weird because, um, you know, I probably get one email every five minutes there on a minimum. Yeah, yeah most people in a management position with a corporate email account would be very surprised if they're not getting an email on right. a regular basis. So I jump on the website and I sign into my Mac specialist email. Oh, look, there's like 45 new emails. But it's not it's not coming into my mail app at all. Eventually, after screwing around with it a bunch of times, and I can't tell you what it did, it finally started working extremely slow. Like an email with no attachments. By the time it got working, I had 65 emails coming down, right? Not spam, just regular email. I get it working, 65 coming down, and it takes about an hour. So about a minute per email that doesn't have any attachments. Wow, welcome to 1995 AOL again. Gee, this was, I remember this. Yeah, you could kind of live with it when it was on dial-up. It was unbelievable, and it's still acting goofy. Now, if, okay, let's say, uh, oh, I don't know, you like organization a little bit, and you want to move this email. Oh, look, someone applied for a job. I have a special folder for that. It's called applications. So I'll just drag this email from my inbox to applications. Nope, can't do it. Oh, look, here's a junk mail. I'm going to just hit delete. Nope, doesn't delete it. Pops up a few seconds later. Are you kidding me, Apple? Really? No one at Apple tested it with Gmail services at all? Well, the problem with Gmail is that they changed the way the mail client deals with Gmail's tagging. And to be just to play devil's advocate for a minute, the way Gmail implements IMAP is non-standard. That's fine, but the, it, yeah. who cares? they are standard if they're the number one. Well, yes. That's if they're a, the that's biggest a... kid on the block, that's the standard. If that's what everyone uh, uses, well, sorry, yeah. that's the Do you standard. You know what? People used to say that about IE6, on Microsoft's IE6, and how you had to kind of freak the website to make it work properly with Internet Explorer 6. And eventually, the world decided that that wasn't good enough to let Microsoft's weird uh, peculiarities define how the web operated and they said no it's got to be standards compliant and that's kind of we moved away and now even Microsoft says don't run IE6 it's a bag of shit so you know I from that point of view I, and I don't know what, what Apple have done but it, it appears to me that they've they, well, certainly what's been said I've read online is that they have changed the way uh, Apple Mail talks to Gmail and deals with the tags that Gmail applies to mail, which is a non-standard way of running an IMAP mail server. But here's the, here's however, the problem. It however, worked fine yeah, before. That's, that's the biggest issue for me. Is The point is, if it worked fine before and they've changed the way it is now and they know that actually it's going to cause problems and for some people, as I mentioned before, it actually downloads a whole copy of your mail again, which means you end up with two copies of every mail you've ever sent through Gmail, which can be a lot of mail. Absolutely. Um, what they should do is actually say, well, we'll have two modes. We'll have the proper way of doing it, the standards compliant way of doing it, and then we'll have the old way of doing it, and you get to choose when you want to switch rather than just applying it to you straight away. Um, but I guess that's not the Apple way. The Apple way is we know best. Yep, and screw the users. Now, don't get me wrong. I know they're going to come out with a fix very quickly to fix this because they're getting a lot of bad mojo out there on the Internet for this. But this is the way Gmail has worked for at least five years. And even the lowly piece of crap email client that one 
15-year-old wrote in his basement over the summer works fine with Gmail. With all the brain trust at Apple, they can't get their mail app working correctly with Gmail? There's no excuse at all. Now, if Apple simply doesn't like the implementation Gmail is using, that's fine. Make a complaint. Make it public. Go to them. See if they can. you can get them to change. Whatever. But you don't screw your users over. That's not the option. And that's what Apple decided to do. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what ticks me off. Yeah, I you know, I kind of see where you're coming from from that. And, you know, there's a lot of complaints about the new iLife apps that they are more more in common with the uh, iOS apps now rather than the, the OS ten apps and a lot of functionality has been, been stripped away as a result. Well, let's talk about that. Let's let's stop yeah. there because I don't want to gloss over this. No. So Apple decides to give away the iWork apps, which I think is great. Here's the problem. Yeah. They literally take features away. They don't just give this thing away and say, there you go. They say, here's, we're going to give you this. Oh, and oh, by the way, if you were using this before and you upgrade, yeah, we're going to take away actual, we're going to make the program worse. Well, on purpose, we're going to strip features out of this that made it such a good program. Nah, we're going to make it worse. My my query on that as well is: Are they actually telling you that this will happen? No, I not mean, at the all. Mac apps, the Mac App Store is very perky about update. You know, here's an update. Yep. Uh, but in the notes for that update, does it say to you, "Oh, by the way, if you do podcasts on GarageBand, uh, all the podcast features are gone now"? Yeah. No, they're not going to tell you that. Why would they tell you that, David? Actually, I don't think they did upgrade GarageBand, did they? They well, apparently they, on the, they on, did. The, on the iOS devices. No, no, they. I think they did on the on the. Um, yeah, they did on the. Um, oh, it's on iOS, is it? Yeah. I know. I, I read something this morning, and I, I just saw it as I was skimming through, and it said all the podcast track stuff is gone from GarageBand. Yeah, but not in the Mac version. Not, not in the Mac version. So that's the iOS version. Right. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So in one fell swoop, across other computing platforms, Apple released a buggy. OS for the Mac and some will say for the uh, iOS as well. I personally haven't had any problems on iOS, but some people have. They released updates to make their apps free while stripping features out of it. I don't understand on any level what the business decision was to strip out features now, if they had a pro version and a consumer version, the consumer version was free, and if you still want all these, you know, excellent features, well, those are still fifteen or twenty bucks. Well, you know, they that's, they that's do have a, they do have a pro version. It's called Final Cut Pro Ten. Well, but and, not for and, iWork. Uh, and, that's what well, I'm talking about. Not only that, it's Final Cut Pro. This is what they did with that as well. You know, they, well, they went, went, went help, from the David, old you version can go to back the new to, version. Go back to to iMovie when they came out with iMovie 08. They completely. It's not just a redesign. They completely. It was a brand new app, yeah. and everything that was great about iMovie was just flushed down the toilet, and it was universally hated. To this day, people hate the version of iMovie that's out there. There used to be websites devoted to iMovie, just devoted to it. There was books, hundreds of books written about iMovie. It was such a great, groundbreaking program, and in 2008... Apple releases a new version 
that isn't even in the same league as the old version. It, it, they literally stripped out features. They yeah. made it worse. By the way, I'm looking at GarageBand that's completely new. In iOS? Yeah. No, no on the Mac. I'm using... Uh, well, I haven't upgraded it then because yeah. I'm, uh, that's what I'm using, and I'm not going to upgrade GarageBand. No, for some reason, it's not coming up as an automatic upgrade on my machine anyway, but I'm not on Mavericks. Um, but uh, it's definitely different. Yeah, mm. this is Mavericks only, that's why. Um, it's definitely different. It looks completely different. And this is the version where they've taken all the podcast track stuff away. So, gee, podcasts are... So, uh, in, all the enhanced podcast stuff, you know, you used to be able to yeah, put yeah. graphics in and all that. It's all gone. Why would you do that? Well, the only... the only uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate again here for a minute. The only realistic argument I've heard on this so far is that what they're trying to do is introduce commonality between the iOS and the Mac versions of these apps. So then you bring then, up the shitty and, and versions then, to the good versions. You don't well, take the good version well, to make them is, shitty. That's well, this dumb. Is, this is apparently what they've done is they've knocked everything down to kind of iOS level of performance. Yeah, the least common denominator. The least Great. common denominator. So that's, that's Apple now? Apple is well, becoming, instead of innovation in both design and execution, now they're, well, you know what? We looked at what Microsoft was doing back in the 90s. And we're, we're going to follow that route. We're going to go least common denominator. It could be suggested that that's exactly what they're doing. Stupid. 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 Unfortunately. So, so here we go. Here, here comes this. Is this what we're going to have now? Is this Tim Cook's oh. legacy? I'm going to take this great engineering marvel of a company, and I'm going to make it stupid. Uh, hey, we want to be Samsung. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to I'm, put an explicit tape because here we go. Uh, unfortunately. If any, any parents got their kids listening, now's the time. Yeah. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Fucking retarded. It's dumb. It's uh, the I retardation of Apple. I can only imagine the thought processes inside Apple are that 95% of the people don't use these high-end features. And it's easier for us to just offer... The basic versions, and that keeps most of our people happy. Of course, all the people who've been with them for a long time are going to get upset. They're going to be pissed off. Well, here's the here's the counter to that argument. You get people who aren't very sophisticated buying a Mac for the first time, and they start getting good using it. They really like it. They want to take it to the next level. Oh, there is no next level anymore. This is it. We're just dumb now. We've retarded our progress. We've slowed it way down. We've gone backwards. Makes absolutely no... Well, we're going to put 64-bit in here, but, oh, by the way, we're going to strip out features, so, yeah, 64-bit really doesn't mean shit when uh, the apps can't take advantage of it because they're we've stripped out all the features that made them worthwhile. Okay, so let's put... Let's put... Uh, let's consider another reason this may have been done, okay? Rather than putting the most evil <laughs> spin on it, uh, let's try and think of another way this may have occurred. So how about a situation where very late in the day, they make this decision that they're going to offer all this stuff for free. OS ten Mavericks, um, all the iLife apps and everything. That It's all going to be free. It's all going to be added value for our Mac and iOS customers. So we want the latest versions to be made free. And so they go to the teams who are developing those versions, and let's face it, I mean, they've not really been working particularly hard on iWork and on iLife for a long time. And they say, okay, where are you guys up to? 
And they go, well, we kind of got the basics there, but you know, we haven't redone all the added features yet. And so they say, well, we want to launch it the same time we run, we we uh, release OS X Mavericks and at the event where we're releasing the iPads. So um, get it to a point where it can go out the door and uh, that'll have to be good enough and the other stuff you'll have to finish later. Could you see that as a, as a scenario? No, I can't. Because they already had all those features built into the current apps. But they've, re, they've redeveloped the apps from the ground up. No, they I didn't. I mean, each, each of these apps, they, they said they're a rewrite. No, they're not. That they're not. I guarantee you they're not. I guarantee you they still started with a common base. And, and again, the, the flip side to that is they could have just made the, the older versions free. There you go. They didn't have to release the new ones. Right. Oh, we're going to overwrite your office applications because let's be honest that's what these are numbers pages these are office applications keynote these are what they've been selling us for a long time as alternatives to office yep oh you're using these in a business sense okay here's a new version great i downloaded oh wait a minute i can't do this 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 and this anymore yeah we know so apparently uh, something in particular that that's been stinging people who use uh, iWork I is the fact that all the Apple Script support's gone. Yep. <laughs> so, so did you, you were using no this automation. application and, and all this automation was helping you on your, in your business? Yeah, we're just going to get rid of that. We, it, it makes I, no sense on any level. I any think, level. Uh, you know, what, you know what, what I think bothers me most about this? I think in terms of your experience with, with Mavericks, I'm looking, I've just been looking on the web while you've been talking about this. There are people who are having exactly the same problem as you, but there's a lot of people who aren't. I suspect, they've, but in doing an upgrade, you have some piece of software or a driver or something that's just not playing nice with the new system. Um, because and I've seen a couple of people are saying, well, it kind of starts out like well, that when I first upgraded, but after a day or two, it settled down and then it went back to normal speed. So uh, I'm I'm prepared to perhaps give Apple the benefit of the doubt on on Mavericks. In I the, would if this know, wasn't a continuing trend yeah. that I now see. No, they I, take I, something I, that's working yeah. great and they're making it worse. And they break it. Yeah, I appreciate what you're saying with that. And I know some people are saying, oh, Steve Jobs would be rolling around in his grave. No, he wouldn't because he oh, did no, the he same would. stupid things. Same thing. And, and to be honest with you, apart from maybe Mountain Lion, I can't remember, ever remember any OS X release where there weren't sim- these kind of complaints about the yeah, Not OS to the level that I'm seeing in No, about- I, I agree. It's, I agree it's, more, it's louder now, more difficult. But having said that, there's more people using Macs now than ever have before. Great. Then you need to put more Q&A. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying you should QC, suck it up. QC, sorry, not QA, QC. Yeah. But the point is, is that I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get to a point where I, perhaps I understand why the noise is louder than perhaps it's been before. And if we're seeing a fundamental difference in attitude or approach than what the way we've seen before. I, I think and we I absolutely think, are. I think this could well be one of those situations where, um, you know, as we've seen before, most of the problems that you see with Apple are scale problems, where they either underestimate the scale of something they're doing, or they kind of bite off a little bit more than they can chew, and they don't have the resources to kind of get it right straight from the off, and it happens over over a bit of time. I think, you know, we talked when iOS 7 was released, released about what an ambitious um, approach they took to that. They basically, you know, redid that from the ground up. 
perhaps now what we're seeing with the uh, Mac apps is is the benefits of that approach in that there weren't enough people on the Mac side to actually get this stuff right or right enough. Uh, so the perhaps, richest company in the world. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, look, the thing is you can't solve every problem with money. No, I mean, but you, you can buy so, enough you know, engineers you and can, you can't tell yeah, me but, that there's not enough engineers out well, there. I'm not sure. I think I think the problem, one of the problems that a company like Apple faces, is because they're so centralised in one place. I can believe there aren't enough engineers. They are. They're in Silicon Valley, which has the highest demand for engineering talent anywhere in the world, and they're up against other big spenders round the corner, like Google and others, Facebook and others, and they're all offering, you know, they're all offering great packages great opportunities stock options all of that sort of thing it could be that apple just hasn't either hasn't or can't hire enough people fast enough to actually deliver this stuff at the scale and speed they want to it could well be that it could be that where all the cool kids want to go work at google you know it could be it could be something as simple as that you know and i hope if that's what it is you know what? Great, actually, because that's something that can be fixed with time and with different approaches. But that tells me that they're more interested in screwing the customers over than, than delivering the I don't solutions. Th- I, I don't think that Apple ever, is ever interested in making... I don't think anybody conscious of Apple makes a decision to say, you know what? I'm, I'm happy to give these customers a substandard experience. Well, they've been think, doing it over and over recently. Uh, yeah, but again, I think that could be... A scale problem i think it just or it could be, be a cultural difference that it this could, is good it, enough and in the could, old days it was not good enough yeah i agree and, and where does that no we don't ship until it's good enough where does that mentality come from that comes from the top yeah and from what i'm seeing no that was good enough um it's a cultural I, shift i i would suggest this is this is this yeah. is not what i'm saying is happening this is what i hope is not happening yeah no because that, if I, this is starting to happen it, uh, five years from now when we're doing tech fan 432 we're it's not going to be on a yeah, well first <laughs> we'll probably still be on the same version of skype yeah but we won't be recording about max maybe not maybe i you, this you're you're absolutely right with this tim i mean apple needs to be really careful here they are putting a huge amount of resources into into the mobile space, into the things that, frankly, are the biggest money drivers in their company, which are the tablets, the phones, those sorts of things. And they're also doing quite a lot on these cloud services to allow data to move between these different devices. Perhaps it is that the Mac is finally is becoming the company's redheaded stepchild. It becomes the part of the company where people don't want to work. And consequently, the quality of the work that gets done there is not up to, is not up to the job. Yep. It, could, it could well be that. It I mean, could who, be. And here's my knows? fear, because you don't get great iPad and, and iPhone apps or an experience without the Mac. I, I agree. I agree. I, it is an important part of the ecosystem. It's the heart and of it. Without the Mac, think, there is no iPad and there's no iPhone. If you, if you completely dumped the Mac right now. Yeah. What are you writing apps on? The the difficulty I think that's facing Apple at the moment is that um, the Mac, yeah, as, as you say, the Mac is an important part of their ecosystem, and they can't. You're right; they can't do without it. If they had a flourishing set of um, coding and uh, producing and um, media management apps that ran on Windows, 
then you could potentially see the Mac actually dying off. But they don't have that. They are wedded to the Mac. The Mac is the, is the thing that underpins everything else. Yep. And they have to get it right. And what they can't afford to do is see um, Mac market share and, and Mac, um, Mac consumption start to, note, start to tail off. And it may always be the smallest part of the business, but it's an important part of the business. And they can't afford to get it wrong. Well, I think it's... It's the one part of the business that it's still growing, and it's the one that they have they they really don't have to worry about competition. Yeah, they don't. No one's going to come out with a desktop or a laptop computer that comes close to the Macintosh. It's just not going to happen. But that could happen in tablets and phones very easily. Uh, I think you say nobody nobody could come up with something on the desktop that competes competes because they're not trying. They're not trying. But the point is, is that. if Microsoft, if Microsoft pulls off what they're trying to do with Windows 8, which is to basically to blur the lines between the handheld devices and the desktop devices, and if the Metro, or whatever we want to call it, modern UI interface that um, Microsoft is pushing in Windows 8, which is where they see the future of Windows, if that takes off to the point where people, basically that becomes the the default development platform for a, for a, compu- for a Windows computer, then I think the Mac could be under threat. Because you could see a situation where people say, well, I, I can sit down with the Mac and I can play with these apps that look kind of like the ones on iOS. Or I can sit down on the, with a Windows tablet or a Windows um, desktop or a Windows laptop and I could play with these things that uh, look like the ones I get on my Windows tablet but also look like the, the thing on the desktop. And then they're going to say, well, hang on a minute. These apps are exactly the same yeah. on the Windows I, side. I would Whereas be... on the Mac side, they're different. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying it's even... Well, that's the I, thing I'm saying it's a possibility. It, I think it's a it's long It's a very, shot. very remote possibility. I think Apple would be worried if Microsoft w- was competent at all. And they haven't yeah. showed any competency in a long time. Maybe that will change with a new leader at the top, with Balmer stepping down. He's not stepping down. He's he's getting fired. Let's yeah. be clear about that. Um, maybe that will change, but it's going to take take a a massive cultural and institutional shift within Microsoft that I honestly don't see happening. I just don't. I don't either. But you never know when never a new know. guy when a new guy comes in. He could see it. He could see that's the opportunity. He could chase it. And the the risk David, is David, the new person. Not the new guy, the new person. You don't know it. You sexist pig. Uh, when I say guy, I'm talking about. I'm talking guy about Searle. Anybody. You're talking about Guy Searle. When Guy comes in, <laughs> breaking news: Guy Searle, new head of Microsoft. Searle, new head of Microsoft. Yeah, actually, he'd probably fit in right there. <laughs> they go from Steve Ballmer to Guy Searle, guy Searle. From one wacky character to another. Um, <laughs> but that's a diversion. Okay, fair point. When the new person who comes into Microsoft, they may well see that. The, the point I'm trying to make is that if what you say about these new apps, these new OS from Apple, if this is a sign of kind of Mac complacency or software complacency, and they don't do anything about that, but they actually continue on like that, that is Microsoft's opportunity. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And here's the yeah. thing. I don't want people to think that, oh, well, Tim's an Apple hater now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. This comes from... Um, a long-time love affair with their products. This comes from someone who cares passionately about these products that's been a supporter of this company longer than most of the people listening to this has been a computer user. I'm not exaggerating. I've been writing about and following and cheerleading and evangelizing these products 
for 20 years in the public. You know, I've done yeah. it. I've done it on stages. I've done it behind a microphone. I've done it behind a keyboard. I've been doing it for a long goddamn time. And when I see something like this, it's very concerning. So my anger comes from a place of deep caring because yeah. I know what the alternatives are. We've lived through them, David. Yeah. And we can't have that. And I will be the first person right out in front of the protest lines screaming and hollering for change if I see the problem continuing. If I don't see a reversal pretty goddamn quick. The only thing I would say to that is that um, the Apple of late, the Tim Cook Apple, seems to be a little bit more prepared to admit mistakes and do something about them than I maybe the totally Apple of old. I would totally agree with that. I would totally. Yeah. They seem to be more accountable to when they screw something up. And that's my hope that when Tim Cook listens to this episode driving home Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it, that, Tim, won't listen, Tim, won't, Tim won't listen to it because you cussed. Yeah, I'm going to You know, as soon as he sees that explicit tag, then yeah, it won't, it won't go on his playlist. It. Yeah. Um, that, that, is, that is my hope, though, that yeah. they are listening and that the voices out there, just not the squeaky wheel voices that's just looking for attention and writing the, the bullshit headlines to get more clicks through. The ones who are actually passionate about this platform of computing and the apps that come along with it, when they're complaining that you're making your products worse from a company who's set a very high standard for themselves, we didn't set the standard for Apple. Apple did it themselves. Yeah. If you're not living up to them, you need to make a change. Now, do you think the fact that the apps have become free compensates in any way no, for the not reduction of features? Nope, not, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Because if they were free from the get-go, if they just released these products in a vacuum, they didn't exist before, we would be falling all over ourselves saying, this is amazing. These are amazing products. It's unbelievable. They're free. Holy crap, look at all the things they do. And, and new books would be popping up next week on Amazon and the iBookstore, right? Yeah. You, you'd see brand new websites devoted to how these apps work. People would be freaking out. It would be awesome. It'd be all over the news. But the problem is they weren't released into a vacuum. They were released in an environment where people already had these apps, had adopted these both for their personal use and professional use, and Apple effectively stripped features, stripped away functionality that they were selling us these apps Two weeks ago, one week ago, you had to buy these to get this functionality. Now we're going to give it to you free, but we're going to make it worse. Makes absolutely no sense on any level at all. And it's inexcusable, in my opinion. Inexcusable. If, by chance, your second scenario is what was the problem, they just simply didn't have yeah. enough manpower, then don't freaking release it then. Hold it. Release it in January or February when you got nothing going on anyways. Then release it. You didn't have yeah. to. It's the, this is released, if, if you're right, David, because yeah. of the marketing team. Yep. And that's not the way. That's the way Apple of old, after Steve Jobs left, and actually before he left as well. That was the problem. The marketing guys kind of got in charge of Apple, 
And they were the ones that were putting these bullshit faux schedules on people that it has to be done by this day so we could capture this audience and blah, 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 blah. And things were released before they were ready because of these arbitrary, doesn't make any sense except from a marketing perspective, products. And that's an accusation that's still regularly uh, leveled at Microsoft. Absolutely it is. Absolutely. But Uh, but Apple got away from that. Steve Jobs changed that culture when he came back in 97. Throughout the first five years, the whole company changed, and they got rid of that big time. They put the marketing people in their place. You know what? The engineering team comes first. They make the great products. When it's done, then you can start marketing it. And guess what? That's going to make your marketing job even easier because these are going to be much easier to sell because they're such great products. Instead, the, here, here's the marketing guys. Well, we got to have it by same time Mavericks released. Yeah, well, we're not done yet. It's good. Well, we, it's got you got to do it. Well, you got to do it. We got it's got to release the same time so everything updates at once. Oh. Well, the only way we're going to do that, uh, Mr. Cook, what do you want? Do do you want us to do it right, or do you just want to hurry up and get it out the door so the marketing? Yeah, hurry up and get it out the door. Great. That's where I'm talking about. So even if you're right, David, it still proves me right. It still means yeah, no. that the problems are at the top. Yeah, I agree. I mean, ultimately, especially in a company like Apple, where the management team are very accountable, um, the problems do have to rest at the top, whatever the problems are. Um, you, uh, here's a third scenario for you, right? The guys, think about the guys who, who are at the top of the company now. They're all hardware engineering guys, or hardware manufacturing guys, or hardware design guys. They're not software people. That's right. The the one software the, the big software guy they had they got rid of that was that of was Forstall. So. Yep. The rest of these guys are experts at delivering amazing technology at a price that people are prepared to pay. And I actually thought with the you know with the iPad with I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but with the, the, these recent iPad releases, what they did from a pricing and engineering point of view was amazing. Yep. Yeah, the fact that they, uh, for, for a, a modest increase, they got a retina display into the iPad mini and also made it, the hardware in it, comparable with the main iPad. Um, and they did all of that for this for this tiny little price increase and it still got the same battery life and everything. I think that is amazing. Yep. No, People expected one of those three things, not all of those three things. And they yet they managed to deliver that. Yeah, and the I iPad hate- Eric. Yeah, the iPad Air again as well. They took a, a, devi- a you know a market leading device and they they reduced its size by twenty five percent, without compromising its quality, without compromising its battery life, without compromising its performance. In fact, they increased its performance again. Amazing, and they brought that in at the same price. But you're absolutely right. The products, the hardware on them and themselves, do not sell those devices. It's the combination of everything. Yeah. Because let's face it, Microsoft Surface. It's a nice piece of hardware. It's a quality piece of hardware. It's Especially not a piece of ones. junk. The new yeah. ones look really great. But they're not selling. And the reason they're not selling is because people aren't sure about the software platform. Yep. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, David. And I hate making the car analogy with technology because it just doesn't hold up on almost every level. But in this case, it's like building the world's finest Maserati. And it's just perfect on every level. And then taking the cheapest Chevy motor and sticking it under the hood. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't work. And if this doesn't change and change soon, 
I fear that these products that we love so much are going to be outpaced by the competition who's working very, very hard to distinguish themselves. Now, I don't think any of the competition right now is doing a very good job. They're pretty much still copying Apple, but all it takes is one company to go, you know what, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to put the emphasis here, and all of a sudden, oh, look, there's a competing product, and the software is as good as the industrial design, and Apple's is going downhill. They're still great-looking phones. They feel great in your hands, but the software is buggy. The Mac software, it's not very good anymore. It's, you know, they it was better five years ago than it was now. And all of a sudden, there's a titanic shift in the industry. And I've been saying this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look, I remember when Apple was not popular. I remember when they were in trouble. Yeah. And I remember when they didn't have the hottest products on the planet. Don't fool yourself that that can't happen again. Not well, only I... could it happen again, it will happen again. Well, That's then, just yeah, the way it is. That's business. It can't be preeminent forever. No. There's going to be some art upstart that's going to come along and it's going to kick them right in the teeth, and that's going to be the new darlings in the tech world. And that's what's CNN. It's going to be on their crawl. That's websites are going to be yeah. developed about it. There's going to be podcasts about it. And all of a sudden, the Apple products are kind of an awesome ran. Uh, I think I think they've also got to consider the competition. I I believe that this this move to go is a free. Uh, it's very much a, 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 an attempt to try and outpace the competition, to try and keep themselves relevant um, by by trying to, you know, in, it's kind of, bearing in mind your criticisms of the software, it's kind of, you know, uh, it's kind of non-intuitive. But I think by, by making the products free, they're trying to say, um, you know, we're going to continue to add value with these new bits of software. But here's the because thing, David. We all, know, we all know that Office for iPad is coming. Yep. Yeah, you're not telling me that Adobe, um, who and, and let Office for iPad, yeah, is going to subscription model because that's what where Microsoft wants to go for their revenue. Adobe's already gone to a subscription model. Can you tell me that there's nowhere in Adobe where they're not working on Lightroom for iPad, for a full version of Photoshop for iPad? Yeah, for these other professional tools for iPad, there yeah. is there's a real risk that um, Apple could be outpaced on the software front by their competitors. And the problem for Apple then is that once you've got Office for iPad, yeah, that's tuned for touch and tuned to work on that sort of display and tuned to work on that sort of devices, then it becomes a hell of a lot easier for for Microsoft to say, oh, yeah, well, we can do... um, we can do Office for Android, and we can do Office for uh, Surface RT, and we can do Office for Surface Pro. And guess what, guys? The software runs just as nicely on our hardware as it does on Apple's. And all of a sudden, people start going, going well, maybe the iPad's not the, cho- not the first choice anymore. Maybe I should think about a Google device instead. Maybe I should think about a Microsoft device instead, especially as the partnership of you know google and android and the google developers uh, together with microsoft and the and the intel and the uh, arm people are going to constantly drive price down because the only place they can differentiate between apple is on price well let's talk about the new uh, ipads for a second because those were released this week as well i've got an ipad 3 which yep. is basically the same as an ipad 4 with the old connector Really? So yeah, it's, and, it's, it's and, really slight, and slightly slower, uh, right? Slightly slower graphics right. chip. So now they come out with a new one. I have no desire to go get one, David. I don't see any value in me upgrading my iPad. Well, when it came out, 
first thing my wife said to me is uh, she sent me the story. She said, can I get one of these? Mm-hmm. But the reason for that is that the battery is starting to weaken on her iPad 3. That would be a reason to upgrade, but yeah, that would happen regardless whether there's a new iPad or not, right? Well, this was the thing. when it, this, She first raised this with me about a month ago. And I, so I said, well, here's the options. We can take it to Apple and we'll pay, eight, I don't know, whatever it's, £85, something like that. And they'll give you a new one with a fresh battery in. I said, or you can wait until the new devices come out and see if you want those because they'll be out in four to six weeks. So she says, well, I'll wait. Right. But if this no. was in June. Yeah. Then she bought- probably would have gone out and bought another iPad. Right. We uh, placed the battery on her iPad. And, and, and do you think she'd she- have any buyer's remorse this week? I, I doubt it. She She would not. She would say, "Well, it looks fine, but I'll stick with what I have." Right. She would not having once you've sunk the eighty-five quid in for the new battery, then you're not going to immediately change the new model. Right. That's yeah. that's my point. I don't yeah. see anything different. The vast majority of people out there buy an iPad and immediately stick it in a case. So I don't care what color you make it; it makes no difference. Yeah. The same is kind of true with the iPhone, but less so. Guy Searle and I were talking on the phone yesterday, as a matter of fact. No, day before yesterday. Wednesday. And we discussed exactly that. Neither one of us ordered and wanted to wait around for the gold iPhone because it's just going to go in a case anyways, and who cares? Right? I actually had a discussion. I think- yeah, I had a discussion with a guy at work where he'd, he'd waited for a gold iPhone. And so I said to him, I said, so what sort of case are you going to put on it? And he says, well, I'll have to find something transparent so you can see it's a gold one. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, yeah. So that, that was so kind I, of the edge. You know, to me it was... I don't want to say anticlimactic because I know there's a lot of people out there that was exciting about these excited about the new iPads. And they are cool. The iPad mini with a retina display, if you had an old one, yeah, that's probably a worthy upgrade. But for well, the yeah, most I mean, part, nah. That was that's that's where I am and uh, as I said on my last solo show, I sold my iPad mini. But here's the uh, thing, David, this is the last gasp to upgrade a new color, a better screen. What comes next? Well, Seriously, yeah. Presumably next Different year colors? they'll have. Ooh. Next year they'll have Touch ID on. Ooh, yay! They'll have they'll have better cameras. Um, yeah, but incremental. Have, they'll have faster internals. Yeah, the. the, the but you're not going to sell an iPad to a new user because it's got a slightly better camera and it's a little faster and it got a little bit more RAM. We're beyond that nowadays in computing. We don't buy based on specs anymore. We buy on oh, this one has the most games for it or. You know, I bought a bunch of apps for this platform already, so I want to stay there. It's not based on specs anymore, hardware specs. It's just not. Well, yeah, I'm. It's I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, unless the, the specs the, are so much greater, for instance, the Nokia well, phone a, that you were talking about. Yeah. That's what they're advertising on TV. I don't yeah. know if you've seen these, but that's the ads. They've got a yeah. really nasty, crass ad. Whereas a school play and parents are beating the shit out of each other to get closer to take a picture with their cell phone. And this guy's sitting way in the back and the woman's like, why aren't we getting closer? We've got the best seats in the house. And he shows how much better the camera is. Yeah. In the meantime, grandparents are beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. I don't know how effective that is, but it does show that how are they distinguishing themselves? They have a better camera. And it's yeah. much better than what else you can get out there. Well, look, I, I, we, don't, we don't know the breakdown of Apple's sales figures for the iPad yet. Obviously, the iPad 2 is still selling because they've kept it around. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes no sense to me, but whatever. 
Well, I think well, they kept it around for education, to be honest. Well, they they've kept it around because somebody's buying it. They wouldn't keep it if, it, if they weren't buying it. So somebody's buying it. Yeah. So whoever whoever that whoever is buying it, that's who they kept it around for. It doesn't make sense because for the same money you charge for the same money that they charge you for an. Excuse me a minute. <laughs> sure. So away he goes and uh, deals with the child. I'll continue. Um, I think the new iPads look cool, but like I said a few minutes ago, I don't see any competing, compelling reason to get one, except for my wife is still using an iPad 1. I think she would be much happier with a newer model. So that's if you're on the first iPad, yeah, it's definitely a worthy upgrade. If you're, out, if you're like me and you're on an iPad 3, Unless there's something wrong with it, it's got a scratch screen, uh, the volume doesn't work, the battery's getting weak, like David's wife. Then sure, there's a there's a compelling reason to upgrade to a newer one. But yeah, but, but that was always the case. It was never oh well, I'm going to wait for the new one unless the new ones are right around the corner. And this is true when I talk to customers too. They say, well, should I wait for the new one? I say, well, do you need one now? If the answer is yes, then don't wait. If yeah. the answer is no, I'm just thinking about getting a new one. Well, then you should probably wait for the new one because when they're released, because you'll be happier. You'll have the latest and greatest at that time. The key thing with these ones, they have they have these very, very fast chips in them, much faster than anything they've had before. So if developers start taking advantage of that, and so that you get apps that won't run on the older iPads, then that's going to become a reason to Sure, upgrade. but that's, that's six months from now. But that's not, yeah, exactly. That's not going to happen overnight. Right. Um, if you've got a mini, I think... Um, Anyone with a mini would be uh, it would be definitely worth looking at a new one because you know as I, I never had a problem with the display on the old on the old one I always managed with it fine but let's face it we all know a Retina display looks not much much nicer than a non Retina display absolutely so I think that's that's a compelling difference and that's a real differentiation feature you know uh, David here I want to uh, we could continue to talk about the iPad but there it's it's been done to death on a hundred other podcasts yeah. and all you have to do is go to Apple's website and they'll, they'll sell you on one. If you really want to be sold on one, that's not our job. Um, this is what I want, David. And I, and it, when we first record started recording today, I, I told you I didn't do a show last week because I didn't feel like doing a tech show. Yeah. Here's why. I don't see anything in tech. That's really exciting for me right now. Maybe when the new, uh, Xbox is released, although I'm not buying either that or the PS4 on launch day. I'm going to wait because there's not going to be enough compelling games out there. And to be honest, GTA, I'm still going to be playing GTA, GTA 5, <clears throat> which if I was Microsoft and Sony, I'd be pissed off about because that, that was an incentive to keep playing your current systems and not bother yeah. with the new ones. Yeah. Um, maybe that will change what's going on in the tech world for me, but I find it all kind of drab and boring right now, to be quite frank. It's nothing is exciting me. I got a new, uh, it was sent to me for free. Where the hell is it? Um, I don't think the box actually has what it is. It's a, <coughs> you remember? Yeah, we'll just set that box there. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we talked about that, that, um, Google phone that I got before, right? The Samsung. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got an, and that one was what? like 200 bucks or something yeah cheapo yeah well i got a um i can't read it i gotta turn on a light here hold on push that up um come on phone there we go 
it is a Kairosera. I don't know how to say that. Kairosera. Kairos. Kairosera. I can't. I'm, I'm dumb. Don't, don't correct me. I'm dumb. No, no. I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I'm asking because Kairosera make printers. Yes. K Y O C E R A. K Y O C E R A. Kairosera. Yeah. They make. They make laser printers. Yep. They sent me um, a Hydro Elite, and it's a fifty dollars phone. Not contract. It's fifty dollars. Hey, and it's waterproof. It's waterproof, and I've been playing with it. I don't have a SIM card yet for it. They sent it to me for review, and they didn't give me a freaking SIM card. And I'm hesitant to go buy. I could probably just go to Verizon because that's whom this is for, and just say I want a prepaid, fifty dollar right, twenty five dollar card, yeah. and I can use it for a little while, just for testing purposes. Although this is mine to keep, I don't have to send ship this one back. Um. I don't see why this would be any better or worse than the other one that I've had so far. Uh, yeah, it probably isn't going to be much better. Or worse, because the price point yeah. is a third of the other one. Uh, no, well, yeah, I think in fact, in some ways, it is waterproof. <laughs> I mean, so it's a right right from the off. It's got a different. It's got something different than it's, the other one. It's not loaded up with a bunch of junk like the other one was either. I mean, it does have yeah. some junky stuff on here. I must admit, I, I had no idea Kyosera were making Kyro, phones. Kairos, Kyro, I can't say it. I'm dumb. I'm just a dummy. Um, so far, though, I mean, it, it seems kind of cool, but it feels like a cheap phone in some respects. But in some respects, I actually kind of like it better than the other one that I was using, the Motorola, that I got blasted for on the podcast. Um, it's kind of got this uh, a removable back, and it's kind of rugged. I, I kind of like it, to be honest. Yeah. So I'll eventually get a, a SIM card for it. Not this week, probably in a couple weeks when I got more time to play with it. But uh, it's neat, but it doesn't get me excited. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah this is well, it's a, it's a, it's kind of cool, I guess. Um, I want something that's new and different and exciting. And I was hoping that we were going to see an Apple TV refresh that's really different. You know? I was hoping that we were going to see Google come out with something that's just completely different. I think the Google Glasses is stupid. I have zero interest in that. Those people will be shamed away just like the Bluetooth and the ear people were. Yeah. Um, there's Nothing is exciting me right now. And it's not because I've been doing this for so long. I haven't lost... My childlike wonder for technology. I haven't. It's just that no one's coming out with anything that, with that big wow factor. Nobody. Well, everyone's iterating. Everyone's steadily improving. And the stuff we've got now is much, much better than the stuff we had three years ago. It was, uh, but I want something new. I don't well, want just yeah, an iteration of what we have currently. I, I want I, something I, new. I see what you're saying. I want something uh, that's going to capture my imagination is going to be, when I'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep, I'm thinking about maybe I could get up and go to sleep a half hour from now because I want to tinker with that a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe it's picking up a Linux box and seeing what I can do with that for a while. I'll tell you, those things things are out there. They just don't get talked about very much. Well, that's the point. If somebody knows. Yeah. Have you ever played with a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I get why some people would really find that kind of neat 
but it feels very nineteen early nineteen nineties to me, and that everything that I can do with that, other than some of the the automation stuff, and yeah, even that too, there's much better choices out there without getting my hands dirty to do the same things. Uh-huh. And I'm not really a DIY kind of person when it comes to technology. I don't want the pie that you know I can use my cell phone to dial in and it opens the door for me. Or eh, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, you know the the functionality there is just too limited and way way too hardcore geeky. I could do it and I could do it well. I just don't have any interest in doing that. Yeah, I want and and it's not new. That's the other aspect of that. I mean, it's basically as powerful as what a four eighty six. Yeah, I mean, eh. So I just want something different and new, and something to wow me. So if anyone out there is listening, that's like, oh, you should definitely check this out then because this is let me know it's tim at techfanpodcast.com or let david know at yeah uh at uh what what uh, yeah that place <laughs> david <laughs> at techfanpodcast.com yeah. um and that was my transition to look to wrapping it up because we're coming up in an hour we never even took a break so we'll put our ad here at the end okay. but uh yeah i'm i'm not a happy camper this week david well, I'm really sorry you got out of bed the wrong side. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do know, kind of know what you're saying. Um, I think there are exciting things going in the tech world. The, the problem is we're kind of at that, that in-between point where the really exciting stuff, the 3D printing stuff is very cool, but I'm not going to drop two grand on a experimental 3D printer and try and get it working. I, I think those are you know, cool you, too, but I don't have anything that I would... It doesn't fit anywhere in my life. I'm not going to make well, cases I, I for the, my iPhone out of it. You I know? think. Uh, well, I think the problem is, is that yeah, they are kind of limited in functionality at the moment, and secondly, they they're far too expensive. Yeah. If one of those was two hundred fifty dollars, and it would worked reliably out of the box, and the refills believe, were cheap, and the refills were cheap, and also there was great software that could kind of do really cool things with it. Because yes, I think we all appreciate that just making basic objects with them is not where where those where the advantage of those is at. What you want is an app that plugs into it and, and you say, right, well, I want something complicated. I want a geared model, or I want a, um, you know, I want a, a, a flying plane or something like that. And it basically it, it you then prints all the bits and pieces you need, and then says, right, well, stick this here, stick this there, and there, bang, you've got. It. You know, that combined with a Raspberry Pi to make my own game console or a little computer, that yeah. might be of interest to me, but that's a six-month project. Yeah. And I don't want something that's a six-month project. Because that's no. hardware and software, and that's kind of neat. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If you guys uh, know of any technology that... <laughs> Basically, will get me yeah. excited. Let me know. I'm, the, summary I, is, the summary of the podcast, and you can name the podcast this, is Tim is bored. Entertain him. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it would be uh, Tim is pissed. Because <laughs> I was kind of hot this episode. Yeah. But I got a right to be. I, I have expectations that were not filled. And this isn't a I'm important, listen to me. This isn't a, you know. Yeah, that's this, not what this is. This is this isn't, this isn't you, why wasn't I consulted? Right. This was a you took what was a great thing and made it worse, and that affects me directly, and that pisses me off. 
Right. Well, I, I will get time this weekend to upgrade my machines to Mavericks and also to get the new iLifes. It'll work great I'll, for you because you, you so. were on a show where I was complaining about it. It'll work perfect well, for you. I, I'm going to no say I will, I will come back next week and I will give you my perspective on whether I, th- I think you've been overly harsh or whether you've, uh, whether you've been fair. Good. I look forward to it. So with okay. that, we're going to wrap up. I'm, I, I am on vacation this coming week. Not going anywhere, David, but the flip side of that is, uh, yeah, I'm no problems podcasting for me next week. So cool. I will be here and David will be here and we'll uh, do this again. We'd love to have your feedback. Make sure you check out techfanpodcast.com for all of our back episodes. They're all listed there. And uh, while you're at it, check out mymac.com. It's been a little sparse lately, but that's because uh, it's the transition between people um, not working outside and preparing their homes for the winter and uh, the writing is coming up. So check out that site as well. And of course, we're both on Twitter. I am at MyMac and David is at David B. Cohen. I am. And uh, again, you can find all that information on our face or on our <laughs> Facebook, on our uh, website. We don't have a official tech fan Twitter or uh, yeah, we don't have one for Twitter. We don't have one for Facebook and we don't have one for Google+. Um, this is cause I'm lazy, David. I just don't, I don't feel like maintaining yet another page in Facebook, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, my feelings of Facebook, as far as I'm concerned, it is the spawn of Satan. Yeah. And I'm not into the Google plus thing. I mean, I, I use it very infrequently. I just don't, there's no compelling reason for me there. No. So I don't know. Anyways, we'll uh, wrap up the show with this, David. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at lets-talk.ie domains. Hey, man. This is Tommy Chong, man. People ask me, hey, Tommy, how bad was jail, man? And I'm like, yeah, man, it was bad, you know? And they asked me, man, what I do in jail, man? Man, I sat there and listened to Tim and David on the Tech Fan Podcast, man. And you can, too. Just check them out at www.techfanpodcast.com, man. We're on the Stoplight Network, man. It's far out. <laughs>